Hello beautiful soul and welcome to Manifest With Me, Rebecca G. I'm your manifestation, meditation and mindset coach who blends equal measures of soul, strategy and a little sprinkle of science on the side. Consider me your modern day pink witch with my spiritual toolbox packed full of ideas to energize and inspire you and to put the action into the law of attraction. Let this podcast be your weekly fix because my beautiful soul, it is time to turn your vision board into a reality. Good morning, beautiful souls. So I have had a huge, huge amount of people message me after all the witchy stuff that I've started talking to, which there you go. My little witch wound is clearing and I'm clearly meant to be talking about more witchy stuff on here. It's interesting, isn't it? And I'll tell you why you're interested in it. If you're interested in the witch trials, it's because you either were a witch or you knew someone that was back in your ancestral times. Like your ancestors were either a witch, sorry, should I say, or yeah, they knew someone that was, someone that was persecuted. And this appeals to men and women as well. This isn't just women that were affected by those times. So I love it that you want to hear more because I want to talk about it more on here and been asked a question on sacred secrets. So I thought I'd actually cover this more from Hannah Brightwell, who asked, can you talk a bit more about the origins of the witch trials and how, how it all kind of came about and what were the combination of factors really. So the witch trials did have their origins in things like religious beliefs, social tensions. There was kind of cultural fears around that time. And it was really prevalent during the late medieval kind of early modern periods. So we're going back here to like 1500s, guys. It was like donkeys centuries ago. But the main ones really were religious beliefs. That was the main one that came out of it. So the Christian church played this kind of quite big, significant role in shaping beliefs about witchcraft. So the church taught people that witchcraft was a form of hearsay or it was associated with the devil. And then this kind of belief that they had within the church, this led to this demonization of individuals who were believed to have made a pact with the devil and engage in harmful practices. So that could be things like women who used herbs, which, by the way, we didn't have fucking medicine in those days, proper medicine. So they had to use herbs and things from the earth and they would forage in the forest for mint and God, all sorts of different plants and ailments, which by the way, some of these plants are still used today in antidepressant medication, for example, which I remember learning about when I did my nurse prescriber's degree. Very interesting to learn that natural remedies are still being used in some traditional medicines. You know, obviously there's chemicals and other things that are put within those medicines now. But when we go back, we're actually still using from the root cause like really what what we were using many many years ago but if you were using that then you were deemed as you know someone who was a devil and the individuals that you were not to be spoken to and you were deemed as a witch also someone who was a healer or a midwife or even men as well who were practicing you know in brackets doctors in those times they were deemed as that as well but there were many other kind of categories that it fell under. I'm going to cover that in another session. But the second one was social tensions as well. So the witch trials often occurred during times of social unrest and kind of upheaval. So it was in a time of crisis at that time. So there was a lot of economic hardship. There was crop failures going on. There was political instability. So people really sought out explanations for their misfortunes. So it was almost like they were trying to blame somebody as the witch for providing this, you know, horrendousness that had happened on their land, for example, maybe their crop hadn't formed that year. And that's what a lot of that kind of big change in the weather was happening around that time. So crops weren't forming as well as they used to. And this really provided a very convenient scapegoat for their problems that were going on. Or if someone died in the village or a young child died, 
they were deemed as taking that child and using their blood for rituals. Like that's why they wanted that child to die. Like this was honestly the bullshit that was written about women at this time is unbelievable. But this then kind of led to this massive cultural fear, this superstitions about witches, this kind of folklore that they were just not, you know, nice people to be around. And these beliefs in this malevolent supernatural entity, these witches could cause harm and they could cause widespread danger. So that was in crops, in people, and this perpetuated this massive spread of fear. And this kind of power that men then had was to create this fear-based place. So just for their own evil purpose, really. And if you look at what happened with COVID, and we don't want to want to talk political stuff on here or about the C word, but they literally just spread fear throughout the world. That's how you can control people. That's how Hitler had his following, how he controlled people. That's how the witch trials formed by evoking fear in people that were already a little bit kind of maybe down at the moment. Like, look at where we all are now with the economy. It's happening again. Like, everyone's living this life where they're like, God, like, what am I living for if I can't afford to go on holiday and I can't afford to do this and I can't afford to do that? And the government are taking more and more money from us. And they are taking so much money from people who work so hard day in, day out. It makes me so cross when I get on my high horse about talking about things like this. But um, I am going to be on a high horse. Well, that saying comes from on my high horse. <laughs> Just this is how my brain works. I'm going to have a high horse. I'm definitely on a high horse about this one. But just literally evoking fear in people so that they can control them. And that's really what happened in those times. The other one is around the legal system. So there was this kind of early phase of this time was an establishment of the legal system. And that started in Europe and then it led out to kind of Britain. And that was the formalisation of the witch trials, where local authorities and inquisitors were tasked with this kind of handbook this bloke had written to identify and punish anyone that was deemed as a witch. And when I say punish, it was brutal what they did to women. It was disgusting. And these kind of proceedings often lacked due process. They didn't have confessions that were obtained in a nice way. They were through torture or coercion. And as I mentioned on my last episode, so like, for example, you were my next door neighbour and they came and knocked on your door and said, um, that Rebecca Wellstead Green, she's going on trial for being a witch, which I billion percent would have done in this day and age. Um, do you think she's a witch? And you would be like, probably I'd looked after your kids or I'd helped you or I'd healed you in some way or I'd given you some medicine, which I know from my past life regression that I've done, that's exactly what I was doing in the olden times. I was healing with herbs and using shamanic healing practices. And I was a, what in brackets, what would be known as a witch, which is just a healer. Um, and they would say to you, do you think she's a witch? And you'd say, no, God, no. And they say, right, well, we're going to kill your kids. We're going to slit your husband's throat. We're going to set your house on fire, which was probably made out of straw in those days. And so, of course, she would be forced to go and turn against her neighbour, her friend, her sister, her mother. Women were forced to turn against those that were close to them. So if you are someone who struggles with women, if you have no lots of female friends in your life, if you don't have a big circle, a deep connection with women, there's probably a witch wound there as well, which needs to be healed. The other reason was gender bias as well. So most of those accused, not all, there were men that were accused, as I said, many healers and people that were known as doctors and things, but there was this gender bias that happened. So most of those that were accused of witchcraft were were women. So that was just kind of that time and that era of women who were elderly, who maybe were out of wedlock, 
maybe their husbands had just died, the poor buggers as well. But anyone that was poor, who was just an easy target, really, an easy target for discrimination. And that could be the way they looked, could be the way that they... Also, what happened a lot as well, I remember reading this in a book recently, that if you, say, for example, fell out with one of your friends, like they just pissed you off, you could then go to the authorities and say, oh, by the way, she's a witch, and she'd be arrested and just tortured immediately. Like they just took that person's word as truth. So women were so afraid to speak up. They were almost hanging their heads, being really quiet, not stepping out of line, not being vocal, not being the powerful sorceresses that they were. They were not having moon circles. My God, if you were caught having a moon circle, which women did, women always got together on the full moon to share their recipes and ideas and healing and just to offload and light a campfire. And they didn't burn their beliefs, but they used to talk their beliefs out loud and then speak them into the fire. So the fire would then and you know, take the embers and take them up to the universe and take them away. So we're doing that now in, in practice where we're burning things. But this kind of rituals of practices and any rituals for making money or making crops grow or any of the rituals that they were doing on the moons or not, they were deemed as a witch. So they had to stop all their practices. So imagine if you're religious and tonight I told you you were never allowed to practice your religion again, or I was never allowed to practice meditation again. I was never allowed to do manifestation again. I was never allowed to practice my rituals and spells that I do every week. I would just not be myself. And so, of course, these women became really insular. They became not themselves. They became really quiet. They didn't want to speak up. They didn't, and they couldn't feel like they were themselves. They became like this shell of themselves. So they became very anxious. This is where the rise of anxiety and depression massively started because, of course, we all have anxiety in our bodies. Sometimes we wake up in, in the night or we wake up in the morning and we don't know why we feel anxious. It can be an overwhelm and overstimulation of things. But back in those days when they were grounded and living on the earth, literally laying on the fucking earth, they started to have really bad anxiety. And you can see why, because they were suppressing their inner voice. Their inner guidance was saying, do this, do this, do this. But they had to fight it because they knew that they could be killed. It's why if you go out on a walk and you're like, oh, I need to keep looking behind me to see if I'm safe. Now, obviously, ladies, be fucking sensible. Don't be going out walking at dusk or nighttime. I wouldn't do that. But I walk in the woods here where I live every single day and I sometimes have earphones on and the amount of women that comment on my TikTok like, oh my God, you're wearing earphones. Oh my God, you're up the woods on your own. You should take your husband with you. And I'm like, what? Where does that come from? Like, why do people think that? It doesn't even cross, it doesn't enter my mind, but it does with many women. And when I read this book, read many, many books for research recently, it was because they were hunted in the woods. So if they were found out foraging and out hunting for herbs, and this could be fucking blackberries, by the way, for a tea or some um, stinging nettles for tea, for nettle tea, then my God, you'd be arrested or you would be butchered in the middle of a forest. You could have an axe in your back. That's how disgusting it got. So the fear was so bad that then the public started to turn. So say like your neighbour's husband caught you and he was out, I don't know, tending to his sheep and you walked through his field and you were picking some dandelions. Fuck me, if you got caught, he could axe you in the back and there would be no persecution. Men would not go to prison for this. So can you imagine that as a woman? Like you're going out to get some stinging nails for your tea and like you could get an axe in your back or you could just be arrested and tortured and raped and abused and tortured for weeks and weeks and weeks until you admitted that you're a witch just just because you didn't want to go through the pain and suffering anymore. Or even worse, you were like hung, drawn, quartered and you were pulled through the streets and you were humiliated as a woman naked in the streets. Like, And children would watch this. So that's why it went on for so long. So children would witness this 
And of course, we've seen this happen, haven't we, in places like Iraq and, you know, with uh, what they called ISIS and play, you know, when they they bring their nurture their children up to hate. This is what was happening in those times. So they were these men were brought up to hate on women and that anger and that fear in both camps, really, because there were men that were good men and that didn't want to be doing this, that wanted to protect these women, but they couldn't. So their male instincts to protect women and step forth and, you know, charge forward with their sword and, and protect these women that they loved, they couldn't because they would be killed themselves and their children would be killed and their fat and their homes would be taken from them. So they were silenced as well. So this witch wound goes deep with the men as well as the women. But you can often see why we have these issues within ourselves. And as a result of all these factors coming together, this wave of witch trials just spread across regions and it went from country to country to country. And, and hundreds of thousands of women were persecuted and executed and thousands of women were affected by this. Millions of women, sorry, were affected by this because imagine your sister or your mother, which mine was apparently back in the time when I had my ancestral um, reading done, like way back, my past life regression. That happened where my mother and my sister and family was taken. And so predominantly these witch trials represent a dark chapter in history. And it illustrates how fear and how ignorance and prejudice can lead to such incredibly tragic consequences for such innocent individuals. So what is a witch? Are you a witch? Do you you deem yourself as a witch? Because historically, it referred to someone who's believed to possess supernatural powers, to perform magic, cast spells, to help people. (laughs) Do you help people? Do you help your neighbour? If you're really helpful and kind and knowledgeable, you could be deemed as a witch. And in folklore, in popular kind of imagination of that time, witches were depicted as individuals that made a pact with the devil, granted special powers. And these powers were then believed to allow these witches to perform good and harmful things such as magic and healing and cursing. So this craziness that goes back years, you can really see how it's playing out in our kind of everyday life. This contemporary time of witchcraft, which has taken on so many meanings now, even now the word Wiccan or pagan or witchcraft or spiritual or practice invokes an energy within some people. It evokes this feeling of fear and it evokes a feeling where we can't even say the word witch. And I'm saying this because it was me. I was like, I can't talk about the word witch because it's, they're going to think I'm, you know, the wicked witch of the West. Like if you think about witches, how the depicted in movies they're always the baddie they're never the healer or the beautiful like fairy godmother is a good one because she is she's a classic witch isn't she fairy godmother coming in and granting wishes but it's not deemed as that it's not perceived as that in the everyday world and even in my child's in some of his storybooks when there's a witch she's always evil and bad and I'm like we need to stop this narrative because that word which really is about healing and giving and kindness and being a good person, a good spiritual person, a person of the earth, a person that believes in connecting with the earth and using the earth for the good of the land. And if anything I've said today has struck a chord or connected with you, it's only a quick one today. I will go over this more. I'm going to be going over it so much more in my course. There's going to be realms of it because I'm just becoming more and more passionate about researching it and writing about it and that will be launching in, in October so so look out for that one but if anything I've said today has resonated or struck a chord with you as a woman or even a man listening to this then reach out to me because I want to know I want to hear from you so I hope you've enjoyed today's episode just a short one today but felt like I needed to get that one off my chest love you all and thank you for all your beautiful messages and keep those questions coming in because I love them bye guys 
Are you ready to start manifesting and raising your vibration all at your fingertips? Introducing the Sacred Souls mobile app. Imagine having all of the tools you could possibly need to manifest and raise your vibration like never before, all in the palm of your hand, wherever you are in the world. Now, this membership is for you, my darling listener. If you are a beginner to manifesting and you're not sure what to do or how to get the wheels in motion, maybe you're an old time manifester and you've just got stuck in the mud. You feel completely blocked and you're struggling to move forward. You might be anxious and on the edge and you're really feeling like you want to start to take control of your energy and you're wanting to really move forward with your manifestations, but you're a little bit overwhelmed trying to juggle life and you want to find a space to start looking after you. If you've been on a spiritual journey for a while, then you will be ready to take things up a notch. There is something for everybody here. So are you ready for more? More money, more abundance, more love, more everything, and most importantly, more community. This is not just any app where you're going to be downloading things or watching videos and listening to audios. Yes, it's got all of that and beautiful workbooks within it, but you get to be part of a community and live calls and masterclasses as well. So are you ready to start creating the life of your dreams? because I am ready to do that with you. Click the link in the show notes and join me today in my sacred community and start your manifesting journey within the Sacred Souls membership. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm sending you a huge virtual squishy hug and I hope today's episode has helped giving you some inspiration, energy and a light bulb moment. So do share your light bulbs or any takeaways you've had on your socials and tag me in as I absolutely love to hear from you. So if you love to share, you are going to love my giveaway. Every month I'm running a new competition to win a large moon box packed full of crystals, candles, affirmation cards, incense, my love yourself to the moon and back journal and a real surprise of spiritual treats that change every month. So listen up if you want to win and get your hands on this because all you have to do is number one, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, tag me on your socials with either a post, video or story of your top takeaway of that specific episode. Be sure to tag me in as at Rebecca Wellstead Green so that I see it and you'll be entered into my free prize draw. So from my heart to yours, lots of love to the moon and back. Have a fabulous week, beautiful. and I can't wait to spend time with you again next week. Mwah.